you want to do you want to talk about cults? I don't I don't really want to do the work today though. You don't I don't I don't want to do the work today. You don't really want to do do the, the work. Work today. Okay, um I'm going to need you to explain a little better to me. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't want to. Oh. Uh-huh. I think I get it now. Okay, good. What if we what if we did the work today for just like a minute? Okay, fine. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. <laughs> um so we're here to talk about cults again, everybody. Yep. Because it's never over. Catholic cults. Yes. Very specific type of cult. Um, some probably would argue that maybe they're not cults, but I super would argue that they're totally cults. Mine is literally a doomsday cult. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's a little bit more on the edge, but definitely like, mm-mm, some shit's not cool. Hey, um, just as a reminder, this is the uh-oh feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess we should do that. I guess we should talk about who the fuck we I are. No, this is like, what, the fourth? Fourteenth? I wrote fourteenth in my notes, so fucking I hope I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, this right. is the fourteenth, so hopefully the people tuning in know. Know what's up I mean, by now? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe For just trizies. picked a random number. Maybe. That's true. I suppose, you know, it's a good thing to think that every every time we start one of these, could be somebody's first episode. It could. Hello. Hi. Somebody's first episode. Go back to the beginning. Yeah. God, what are you doing? I mean, we're technically, like, episodic, so... A little bit. You don't need to follow... <laughs> I guess, but there's, the like, The overarching some... plot of <laughs> the uh-oh feeling. I don't know. I like to think we've left some Easter eggs for people who are really paying attention. About whether or not... Mostly uh, in the form of cat. Probably, yeah. Basically. Pretty much. Mostly just, is cat there? Is she dead yet? Um, do, can also, we do she's a, still alive. She could. I was just going to say, can we do a quick cat update? <laughs> like, she's still alive. She's still alive. Downloaded episode Ignis for Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, shit. Is that what she was playing today? I saw on her fucking... Yes. Facebook? Oh, mm-hmm. now I'm jelly. So, Yeah. Um, our cults, in addition to both being Catholic cults, they do have a bit of a connection point. Like, pretty big connection. Yeah. Like a decent hmm. connection. But you know what? We don't feel like telling you about it right now. Nope. You're just gonna have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. So, um, it is, I believe, my turn to go first... I don't know anymore. I don't care anymore. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, we're saying it's my turn to go first because it makes sense for the story. And because last time we did a whole other thing. Oh, I suppose we should thank people. We did have some um, really cool, nice people saying really cool, nice things about our we last did. episode. We did. And we appreciate all of you. Absolutely. I had a dude uh, from uh, high school reach out who I hadn't spoken to in like seven years. And he was yeah. like, hey, by the way cool up and i was like fuck yeah thanks dude yeah yeah bobby so, had some people reach out to her as well nice fuck yeah um so thanks to everybody who listened and if you haven't listened to that one yet we recommend it but like only if you have like a little bit of time to cry or be anxious for a while yeah probably <laughs> we probably well no we can't really promise that we won't make you cry or be anxious on this episode either i don't i don't know what makes you cry so if cults make you cry, then you are in for a doozy of a night. It's yeah. like when you marathon Grey's Anatomy for six hours, kind of crying, then I guess. <laughs> is that just like, 
Is that what happens? You just, you get so into Grey's Anatomy that everything they do just starts to make you cry. I set aside chunks of mm-hmm. time for Grey's Anatomy. Specifically for crying? Or just for Grey's Anatomy time? I mean, they're pretty synonymous. <laughs> so I try to set aside time for five or six episodes to just power through it. That's legit. Because, A, who would still be working in that hospital by season 13? I don't know how anybody's still alive. Yeah. They have I- a lot of fresh faces for season 13. <laughs> oh, I fucking bet. For because everyone's reasons. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly. Because when you do a show for 13 years, some of the actors don't want to do it anymore. And you need to think of a very Grey's Anatomy-esque way. You can only be in so many plane crashes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Grey's Anatomy? Why does anybody even come to that hospital anymore? Yeah. Like, it's very dangerous. Hey, Grey's Anatomy. Hey. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Just, just lay down. Maybe, um... Breathe. Maybe breathe. Do some breathing exercises. Maybe end at some point. Bump, bump. <laughs> That's not... All right. It's fine. We have to move on. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna talk about, first of all, I'm gonna introduce the victim. Her name, and I actually did see a couple different names for her, but on her website and everything, she goes by Claire Ashman. And the cult I'm going to talk about is the Society of Pius X, which also just goes by SSPX, which is cool. I'm gonna call it that, because it Not sounds like a sports drink. Not to be confused with... What is it, like, 90 P... What? Uh, P90X. P90X. <laughs> yeah. It really sounds like some sort of supplement. Yeah. Like, sounds like something you can only buy through an infomercial. Three easy payments of 99. Yeah. Away. <laughs> your entire soul. It. Yeah. Straight to the devil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's not not that. Uh, I will say these guys don't try to sell you anything. Um, Except salvation from eternal damnation. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, these are not just your regular-ass cults. These are sects of Catholicism. I I said sects, you guys. I just want to be very clear that there's a T in there. I didn't hear a T. Sect. (laughs) Let's move on from that word. Groups of Catholicism that are very tightly defined Um, as an S word. Right. You know. The one nope. I'm not going to say. Yep. <laughs> um, so this one is, as I'm sure yours probably is too, uh, super traditional. Mm-hmm. Because what this one's all about is kind of just not being into, you know, how liberal the Catholic Church has gotten recently. Oh, yeah. Super liberal. So liberal. When oh, I my think God. They're of, so progressive. Oh, and I think of progressive, inclusive religions, I think Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The start of this cult happened uh, in 1970. It was founded by the French Roman Catholic at that time, Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. You guys, it's L-E-F-E-B-V-R-E. French is weird. Can you Lefeuve. say it for me? Lefebvre. Lefebvre? <laughs> Close. That works. I'm going to call him LeFou. Um, okay. French adds a lot of consonants that don't need to be there. So and much. ending everything in a vowel that you usually don't pronounce. Why is there a B, you guys? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Anyway. You close down on it very softly. LeFou. LeFou. Was that tease? 
Yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre. And there we go. <laughs> was not super into the way the Catholic Church decided to make some changes during the Second Vatican Council. Uh, the Second Vatican Council was a meeting of bishops from around the world um, meant to reform the church that happened between 1962 and 1965. Um, they did make some changes, mainly to the way masses are done. And uh, our good Archbishop LeFou was not... LeFou-bou-bou-bou. He was all around not cool with any of the changes. He was sure that the Second Vatican Council was under the influence of the devil, and everything they said was heresy. Um, so the stuff they wanted to change, like masses not being performed uh, in Latin anymore, instead being performed in the language of the place where they are. Um, or bastards. slightly changing the wording when discussing whether the wine and bread actually is Jesus' body and blood or not. Um, just little things like what vessels are you putting the wine in? He was not cool with any changes to those things whatsoever, considered them complete heresy, all work of the devil, all y'all can fuck off. That sounds fair. Yeah. Um, so like any good cult leader, he started his own deal. Sure. His own jam. Yeah. And this sect <laughs> is called the Society of Pius X. Um, and it is still alive today, which is my favorite part about it. It still fucking exists. It's still kind of a big deal. It has a website. I'm not going to tell you how to get to that website. Because actually, when you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. They, hey, same for mine. They did a good job on that. Really? You know, like, you know, because you kind of gotta, you kind of gotta do some weird internet maneuvering to make that happen. Where yeah. Google's like, here's the website you want to see first. Oh, they done did it. Yeah. I found them. Um, but this is what SSPX has to say about itself from its website. The spirit of the SSPX is essentially a. Apostolic? Apostolic. Apostolic? Apostolic. Apostolic. <laughs> the apostolic was, Look. <laughs> it was designed by its founder, Lefebvre, to operate much like a missionary order, spreading the faith far and wide. This apostolate <laughs> is today oh my, well, especially I'm, necessary. <laughs> just, the words missionary and spreading should not yeah. be in the same sentence. Also, or wide. Close. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Oh, I spread that face so wide with my missionary. Uh. <laughs> Yuck. I'm my dad listens to this podcast. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, Taylor's dad. Hey. Hey, John. Stop. Do not for a second while I hit Taylor. <laughs> this apostolate is today especially necessary considering the spread no. of atheism, agnosticism, and religious indifference. So, yeah, parishioners of the society call themselves traditional Catholics, because sure, sure, that makes sense, (laughs) and believe the rest of the Catholic world has been led astray. The society consistently justifies actions that differ from those of the Catholic Church by claiming that there is a current modernist crisis in the Catholic Church. Um, So everything they say exempts them, the true believers, the true remnant of the church. Um, from any of the church laws or teachings that they happen to find inconvenient. So cool. Mm. Doesn't sound like a cult at all. Nope. Not even a little bit. Le feu de feu was excommunicated in 1988 for breaking with the church and telling his, his special little bishops that were all his to ordain priests against the church's wishes. So he's got all these priests that he shouldn't have. 
and they're doing shit they shouldn't do. So they excommunicated him, but then reversed that in 2009 because the Catholic Church is still hoping that they can reconcile things between them and the society and bring all the society's people back into the Catholic Church. Why? <laughs> so there's that time where they should say, let go and let God. <laughs> Hey, this is uh, maybe one of those times where if they really believe in, you know, doing that, yeah. this would be a time to do it. That seems like the only appropriate time to use that phrase, yeah. actually. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, here's what the Catholic Church has to say about SSPX. P90X. <laughs> yep. As Pope Benedict. Oh. You know that. Sixth. Brief Pope. Yeah, Pope Benedict this was in and out. Made clear. Yeah, that guy was mm, out skis. But He's before he left. Fast food burger. Yep. Before he left, he said SSPX does not possess a canonical status. It ain't canon. <laughs> it ain't canon, you guys. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Yeah, and its ministers do not legitimately exercise any ministry in the church. That was in 2009. Presumably right before they unexcommunicated the leader of SSPX. Probably. Whatever. <laughs> I'm it all not. makes sense. It all it all makes sense. None of it makes sense. It's gonna make sense. So, like I said, the priests of SSPX are, while they're validly ordained because they are ordained by bishops, it doesn't, like, mean anything because they're not part of the church. And neither are the bishops. And nothing they do means anything. This is shitty because it includes marriages. None of the marriages that occur in the church are actually legal. But See? they're acting as if they are. <laughs> That's why mine had mystical marriages. Oh, okay. so they didn't even have to worry about that. Ooh, see, here's my thing about why this differs slightly from a cult because, like, they're not just pulling all of it out of their asses. There's like a good chunk of it where they're like, actually, no, this is like some of the oldest of the Catholic teach teachings, and we choose to do them instead of the new ones. But it's still. Let's get into why it's still a fucking cult. I just want to know if they wore. Two different types of fabric at the same time. Oh, such a good cue because I, I found a lot on like what they were allowed to wear, but it didn't say that. Fuck. Because like that just if they did, that just invalidates right. everything they've ever said. Accurate. Like yeah, y'all I mean, believe in Leviticus. You know, mm. Yeah. Maybe not the other stuff. This is clearly more superior to that. Right. Somehow. It's just very hard to find something that isn't a cotton blend anymore, you know? That's why you grow your own cotton and you make your own clothes if you're truly dedicated. These people were apparently not that far off from that. Whoa. Oh, shit. <coughs> but anyway. Oh, before I move on to why this is a fucking cult, our survivor, Claire, had this to say. The Society of St. Pius X was an ultra-religious Catholic sect that had started off with good intentions and has become an open cult. So even she, a survivor of this group, is like, well, they... Started off okay. <laughs> yeah, it started out okay, but the then it took a turn. Right. It got weird. So, um, if you've listened to any of our, well, one of our previous cult episodes, because we've done one. <laughs> we've done one. <laughs> one whole cult episode. Um, you probably have, you might remember us talking about sort of things that make a cult. Like, what do you look for if you're trying to decide if something's a cult? You might also just know this from living in the world and watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would, I think we would all agree that one of those major things is isolation. Uh, a, Asking for all your money. Yeah. That's a big one. 
Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to that. Um, yep. so, <laughs> um, so isolation is a big thing cults do. They try to take you from your family, from anybody who could say something bad about the cult or make you realize that you're in a bad situation mm-hmm. that they put you in. Um, and these guys do an okay job of that. Um, they teach that you must be not just Catholic, but a very, very specific type of Catholic in order to be saved. So everybody who is not in SSPX is going to go to hell. Everybody around them who is not in this cult is damned, and there is literally no point to them. Members are not permitted to even speak to specifically Protestants, but apparently members of any other religion either. (laughs) I just like that the thing I read was like Protestants or anybody else. So when they said they are old school, they weren't lying. Not fucking at all. (laughs) They're like, no, fuck off. Martin Luther, get that shit away from me. Yep. You keep your doors to yourself. (laughs) I see you come near me with paper. We're going to throw down. Damn it. I fucking see that graffiti. That's all it is. (laughs) I'm picturing like a modern... Martin Luther, like, coming up to him with, like, a tablet. Right. Like, an actual, like, Just a, like a, iPad. An iPad being like, I got a list. Uh, hey. I got a listicle of things you're doing yeah. wrong. Uh, I broke it down into bullet points. <laughs> TLDR, uh, I don't like what you're doing. And then there's a flow chart here <laughs> for your choices. Here's a graph about all the ways you can go fuck yourself. Anyway, members are made to feel that their understanding of the society's idea of Catholicism is the only way to receive salvation so they're trying to constantly understand this version of the religion but they're also never given the full story it's like when catholicism was really old and only priests knew how to read mm-hmm. <laughs> so they would tell you what the bible meant yeah this is a lot like that it's all very veiled in mysticism there's very highly specific readings of the of all christian texts and it's only used to support their views so Try to fuck with them. Just try. They will only give you a certain level of information, even about their own religion. Um, Adherents frequently move locations uh, served by the society in order to be able to avail themselves of these true services. So they're forcing people or just making people want to get close to them and actually live where the cult is. Recruitment. They definitely do that. They actively recruit. That's another big one. Uh, the society attracts new recruits by playing on the dissatisfaction of individual uh, parish members or and playing on the sense of nostalgia for the good old days, um, which seems fucked up. There's no such thing as that, but especially like I mean, Catholics, really? The good old days? For them, if, if we're going really old school, like... Then the good old days were like 13th century England. <laughs> that's not even, I'm not fucking and around. That's, that's, that's not real. a good old day. It's a decent old day in their book. It also attracts younger people by presenting an idealized image of the past. Just being like, hey, shit used to be better. Trust us on this one. You weren't around, but it's <laughs> you true. You weren't around, but it's totally true. We are not lying to you. Right. At all. Um, control. That's another one, just in general. Just a lot of control over everybody's lives. Um, you are not inherently important as a human being unless you are part of this church. So, that's cool. But also, if you're a woman. Because, because obviously. Well, yeah. That's another big thing about cults. They usually aren't super cool about women. Well, I, uh, was talking to someone and this actually is relevant to this, uh, Mm -hmm. It was explained to her by a priest that she didn't know what she was saying because she didn't have a god pole. Uh, 
Ew, he used the word God pole? Yeah. Does he think God calls it that? I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ew. So, I hate it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not um, uncommon mm-hmm. in, in religions in general, just mm-hmm. thinking that women are not so great. Women are subject to men in this cult, because duh. Mm-hmm. Um, they are considered prone to vanity and in need of strict and detailed codes of attire. It's because of all the vanity, you guys. Yeah. If women aren't told exactly how to dress, and if it's not very modest, all they do is, is all day they stand in front of mirrors and go, ooh, look at this. Yeah, so dressed in sequins. So hot. God damn. Um, so this actually includes, like, veiling their heads for prayer, which mm-hmm. is... Old school. Really old school. And no pants. Just none. No pants for you women. Just, um... So dresses? So so dresses? Yeah. Skirts. Okay. But not pants. Because, like, I, would, I was just kind of picturing them walking around in t-shirts. I could almost see that. And if the t-shirts are really long, if they nope, go below the no knee. No pants. <laughs> no pants. Um, information restriction is another one. Because I just want to move right on from no pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> parishioners are not allowed to have TVs. They're not allowed to read certain books, like the Harry Potter books. You're not allowed to have newspapers around. You can only listen to certain types of music. This includes folk guitar, but none of, literally, this is a quote, the deformations of rock or jazz. <laughs> it's like... So, like, most folk guitar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you can prove that it's still very folky, then you can listen to it. But if it strays just a little bit into that rocker jazz, it gets right out of here. No Mumford blowing and Sons in the wind work. for you. Yeah. No. The answer is not blowing in that wind. Mm-mm. Get out of that wind. Come on, Peter, Paul, and Mary. You gotta go. Get out of that wind and into this cult. God. <laughs> no. Um, This sucks, but apparently this is just sort of like a Roman Catholic version of marriage. Procreation only. Support and affection are literally not allowed. Like, they're heretical. Yeah. I totally believe that there are people who are Roman Catholic who have perfectly fine marriages it's just that like that's where they took this idea from and they really really enforce it in this cult yeah i mean like if you're straight up roman catholic you don't have sex or fun oh yeah no legit but just the fact that it's like you also can't just like be chill to each other you also can't just be nice (laughs) nope because it ain't about that not allowed your only friend is jesus yes so the final thing about these guys that makes them super culty in my book is uh, the financial part. Although it is very shrouded in mystery, like, like I couldn't find anything about it to the point where I was like, oh, that's fucked up. Um, the society has never released any financial documents because they're a church. <laughs> um, so they don't state how they make money. But it is clear that they have a shit ton of money. They, yeah. are, they are constantly building huge, well-anointed churches New parishes, they're buying old religious relics just to hoard them like a fucking dragon. Listen, Smoke, why did you start a cult? Listen, the fufu. So, yeah, um, pretty culty to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be real here. Um, Claire's story is sort of vague because she started out in this cult. She was born in SSBX. I shouldn't say Claire was born into it. Um, she was... Uh, led into it at a very young age, though. She was born in Victoria, Australia. And at first, her family were just regular-ass, devout, super-devout Catholics. (laughs) They were going to church every Sunday, sometimes multiple times a week. Um, And then, 
at her church, there was a priest who disagreed with some of the way their, their church was performing mass. So he began to give a different mass, like a very traditional one inside Claire's parents' house. Like you just come into their living room yeah, and sure. give a mass. It's normal. Sure. It's totally like normal. a full three to four hour mass. Sure. Just, you know, in yeah. somebody's living room. Absolutely. It's in Latin. Uh, you have no goddamn idea what he's saying forever in your living room. It's a holy area. To Man. Do. And yeah, yeah, okay. you gotta give lots of yeah. shit to let that happen. Over time, more and more people started to attend this mass until it became like quite a few people in their house every week listening to this man. And then the priest told them all about this archbishop who had um, held these special types of masses all over the world. He was traveling all around the world doing this exact thing, and he had just started a church in Melbourne. How convenient! Yes. Also, um, to any of our Australian listeners that we definitely don't have, uh, we should I did just get say Australian that listeners because I want to go back to Australia. Oh, I've never been, but everything wants to hurt you there. I'm losing all the listeners. <laughs> no, 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 not everything does. Okay, I have been to Australia, but I the... survived, including walking under a magpie nest. But so, the... oh, spiders though. No, I didn't see any spiders. It's okay. Oh, all right. That's I saw actually... some pretty cool monkeys. Did they want to? And you? I hugged a koala. And hung out with a kangaroo for a little while. And it didn't try to kill you? Nope. Oh, fuck. See? All right. So it's fine. We're, We're headed your Australia. way. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> We're going to get there. First stop on our tour. Yes. Obtainable Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some quotes from Claire here. We used to travel two hours there and two hours back on Sundays. So now they've started going to Melbourne and going to this fucking church. Day. Yep. As a whole day. Every Sunday. Eventually, they just moved there. Because again... Sure. That they just wanted to be close to those services, and mm-hmm. it was easier. Yeah. And now the cult has them. So, of her childhood, Claire does not say much, but she does say this. We were homeschooled. We didn't have a TV, any access to newspapers or magazines. Our only friends uh, that we had were the kids we saw at church on Sundays. There were not many outside influences, so that we wouldn't be tempted to live like that, uh, like it was on the outside world. Uh, there were no jeans, no shorts, no pants. No t-shirts. We were allowed to wear sleeves down to our elbows and high necks. We had to have skirts below our knees because this was the purity of the Catholic religion. I didn't own my first pair of jeans or wear a bikini until I was 38. Jesus Christ. I just just didn't own one because that was considered completely immodest. You just didn't do that. Uh, But at the age of 13, she actually tells the story of her mother bringing them to a regular public school, kind of just to introduce them and their religion and sort of show off their lifestyle, I guess, it wasn't very clear. But she, for the first time, got to look at other children her age, and she realized that they dressed super differently. Um, they got to wear their hair however they wanted. They had all these pop culture things they were talking about, and she had no way of relating to them. So sort of from that point on, Claire realized that she didn't really want this life. She wanted to be free. So um, at the age of 18, she left home. And feeling very lost, she ended up marrying the man who was tutoring her and her siblings as a part of SSPX. He was 31 and she was 18, and he had been teaching her all this stuff. And now they're married. So unfortunately, this doesn't actually mean that Claire is out of anything at all. Her story is not even close to over. Nope. Emily? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I guess that's where I should take over. So she got married. Mm-hmm. To, you know, a guy she didn't love that was older than her. Totally fine. Yeah. And uh, 
she wasn't really okay as a person, mm-hmm. but she kind of moved on. There's a quote saying that she felt lost. And then she discovered he believed in end of world theories. He was from Europe. Ooh. Yeah. And he wanted to live like his parents from Slovenia. So he found a cult in Australia that would let him do that. Oh, good. It happened to be a doomsday cult. Yay! Yay. So, listeners, in case you're not sure by now what's going on, we're talking about the same lady. Who was in not one cult. Not one. But two. Two goddamn cults. Two big cults. Claire Ashman, survivor of two fucking cults. So, some of you might have heard of this cult. Oh, God. (laughs) Because it got a little famous when the leader got arrested for child molestation. Can we all just have a moment of, uh, duh? It's called (laughs) the Order of St. Charbel. Ooh. That's even cooler than SSPX. a Catholic religious order. It's a spinoff of Catholicism. Of course. And uh, it's still active. Right. It's got six active locations in Australia and Canada. And they have a website. It's not a nice website. Yeah. But it makes your skin crawl. There's a membership tab. Ew. You can fill out a PDF form and mail it in. I want to do that. Uh, And the membership form does ask for your marital status, your general health Religious life, your general information, including financial information. Could I fill it out and say religious life, Protestant, and just see what happens? Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yep. So, and uh, it includes whether or not you've received certain sacraments from the Catholic Church. Oh, okay. Like baptism, First Communion. Oh, yeah, because if you ain't baptized, I bet they don't even want you. Well, maybe not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it does ask, though, if you were married in a Catholic church. Because mm-hmm. you do have to leave your spouse if you weren't. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, a handy-dandy PDF form you can fill out and mail in. Oh. Yeah. And they have an objective of the order. Uh-oh. Because, again, this is still an active... Thing. So they're still trying to fulfill Founded this objective. Founded in 1985. Woof. By Little Pebble. I'm sorry? Uh, what? Yeah. Little Pebble. His name. This is a person's name? Well, I mean, his real name. <laughs> <laughs> his real name is William Cam. Sure. Fuck. But, uh, he had visions of the Mother Mary. And of Jeebus. Oh, no. And Mother Mary gave him the name Little Pebble when he was 18. Sure, bud. Because, I mean, I'll get into it a little bit later, but I mean, it does hold biblical significance with, like, Simon and being the rock upon which the foundation of the church is built. And sure, okay. That all mean, that. That seems legit, but that's still a fucking ridiculous nickname. Yeah. But I just want to, I want to, ooh, I am on a government watch list. (laughs) Um, No, the objective of the order 
The objective of the Order of St. Charbel is no less than unification of the mystical body of Christ and the re-evangelization of the world, for which task the Order must be a beacon of truth, mm. upholding the deposit of faith and authentic traditions of Holy Mother Church. Its members aim to become, by the grace of God, one in mind and heart, and its communities a shining light in a world of darkness. In this way, the world may learn of the infinite love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and of the love of his most blessed mother, Mary the Immaculate. I would like to point out how many <laughs> words in that little blurb are capitalized. <laughs> like, super inappropriately like capitalized. Like, half of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, everything from infinite love to Mary the Immaculate is all capitalized <laughs> like when we're talking about god it's yeah. all like a it's all capitalized yeah. so yeah they were founded in 1985 <laughs> well, I mean, let me tell you a little bit about cam here oh good i want to hear more about cam yes hello little pebble <laughs> he was born in <laughs> germany in 1950 and then they moved to australia when he was four mm. he's held Many positions in his life, including a debt collector. I am shocked that he couldn't keep a factory job. worker and a bank employee. Oh no! So we know he has good credit. <laughs> uh, he wrote a book <coughs> called "The Last Pope." Oh, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he firmly believes he'll be pope someday. Fun fact. I'm having a bit uh -huh. of a realization that I think my mom. Uh, oh, has God. read that book. Anyway, go on. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoopsie doodles. Uh. Everything, everything hurts so much. Please tell me more. So, Cam claims that a priest tried to seduce him when he was 16. Although, apparently, the church says he was 23. <laughs> I oh. love that the church is not like, nah, -uh, that didn't happen. They're like, nah, you were old. Yeah. <laughs> you were all old and gross by then. Yeah. The priest was talked to. Of course. But he got the okay to continue his ministry. Of course. After he expressed his sorrow and apology and regret for the situation. Of course. You know. <laughs> the way the Catholic Church did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> seems, seems familiar in how uh -huh. they handle this. Absolutely. So, little pebble. Yeah. Little Pebble. Are we sure it wasn't that one priest that gave him that nickname? Mm, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yuck. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. I apologize. I am, um, that was nasty. Blah. <laughs> so, according to Cam, the Virgin Mary first spoke to him during Easter of 1968. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he <laughs> kept going for many years talking to her and uh, she kind of came to him sporadically which eventually she comes to him every day at 3 p.m <laughs> um but that's 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 coming later that's so specific um, anyway yeah <laughs> yeah so you know he's chatting with the virgin mary as one does yeah in a clearing, which is now officially registered as the apparition site. Great. Yeah. 
And that's kind of where he had to go to chat. And the website does say God has made a covenant with Little Pebble. They call, they say on the website, founded by Little Pebble. Do you want to see the picture? Yes, he's I do. Because still on the website. Yes, I do. Okay. I want to see it very much. And also, I don't. <laughs> uh, it's happening. Just oh, let fuck. me. Fuck all of this. Okay. <clears throat> there you go. The founder. Hey, little Pebble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The founder, Lil Pebble. Can we describe him a little bit? He's, Um, uh, he describes himself. Oh, never mind. I want to hear that. (laughs) Being irresistible to women. And a magnet. Okay, having just seen a picture of this man, I just want everybody to know he is super not... He's got glasses. He has a receding hairline. His hair's kind of sticking up at odd angles. It looks like his eyebrows are like, they just really need like some help. Yeah, and he's short. A good trim. Oh, and he's a short little man. He's mm-hmm. a little pebble. He's the tiniest pebble. Oh. Okay, so he keeps talking. <laughs> and eventually, by the time he is old enough, God starts to talk to him too. But that all starts happening when he's 18. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Of course yeah. not. You're a man now. You get to hear literal yeah. God. So for 15 years, <clears throat> he's yes. talking to God and Mary. And then Jesus comes along. What the fuck, Jesus? Took yeah. So, long. <laughs> so he was informed that he needed to be the last vicar of Christ and lead the faithful through the apocalypse to the second coming of Christ and to the end of the world. You know who would fucking hate this guy? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, a whole bunch. So once he turned 52, Mary was like, okay, get cracking. You need to make a church. 52. Well, you know, Jesus was 33. Seems like a random age. 52 yeah. is fine. <laughs> and that was by the time he had his 614th audience with Mary. He was counting. What, yeah. What, does he write these things down? Or Apparently. Is he just, so oh he's in New South Wales on his apparition site in Nowra. N-O-W-R-A. Nowra? Nowra? Seems. Australia. Uh, so he's doing his thing. He's got like 200 followers. So in 2002... He was condemned by the Catholic Church. Oh. Yeah. yeah you they, can't be excommunicated if you're not actually a fucking part oh, of Oh, he it. was excommunicated a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> a long, long time ago. And so the Bishop of Wollongong. <laughs> hey, Australia. Australia. What is the name of any of your shit? <laughs> so Peter Ingham, who is the bishop, mm-hmm. was like, no, no, what you're doing is bad. You can't do this. We didn't give you a green light to attach our name to this. Stop it. So because Cam was claiming that everything he was doing was backed by the church. Oh, sure. As well yeah. as that he had not only been personally blessed, but also had received the teachings of the pope. Whoa, like he's met the Pope in person and he was like, like that's go what forth. he was claiming. Yeah. Go forth, my son. Was that the Pope was like, Yeah, no, you do you. You're doing great. Look at you go. Your teachings sound chill as fuck. Do yeah. it. Cam uh, <laughs> was also visited by two theologians as well as two canon lawyers. 
Hmm. He was also told his shit was not canon. <laughs> they have lawyers for that. Got a bunch of fan fiction writers in here today. Yeah. The shit ain't canon. It's not canon. <laughs> and they said he was just spreading false teachings and making false claims to authority in clear contradiction to the teachings, discipline, and authority of the Catholic Church. Great. Yeah. And the Catholic Church also had a helpline for his followers if they wanted to get out and oh. come back into the good graces of the Catholic Church. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. That's like what every cult needs is like a specific group. Catholic helpline? Yeah. <laughs> Any kind of helpline, but hey, man, maybe Catholics, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like just being like, hey, do you need some help? Yeah. Well, Cam got mad when the Catholic Church was like, no, no, you're doing bad. And he <laughs> informed everyone that he was going to sue the Wollongong Diocese for $300 million Australian dollars in damages. Damages for what? <laughs> slander. Lies and slander. Mm -hmm. It hurts my little pebble feelings. His quote about it is, I've been worse than framed. Everything has been swept under the carpet. This is just another attempt to silence me and it won't work. Hey, Cam, you can't sweep things under a carpet. It's called a rug, you little bitch. You little bitch. So at its peak, according to Cam, so again, take this with a huge grain of salt. Just the biggest. He said his order had another 100 members in two communities in Victoria, one in Queensland, one in South Australia, plus about 500 auxiliary members mm. and worldwide that it had 750,000 community and auxiliary members in communities in 24 countries. That seems like just a huge number of fucking people. Yeah. So in 1985, he started the order of St. Charbel and most of them lived in caravans. A couple had houses from Were which roaming around or no, they were they were near the apparition site. Ah, so they're just living in like some fucking RVs around this around site. the apparition site. Good criminy chickens. Okay, yeah, they had to surrender all of their worldly goods, bequeathing them to either their families or to the order, because they had no need for property as they were only pilgrims through this life. <laughs> there was a cult watcher following this group. Oh. By the way, there are cult watchers in the world. Is that a physical like person who yeah. goes around? Named wow. Wally Angelessa. Holy shit, we need that job. I don't know that I want that job. I want that job. Mm. That's a good job. Is it? <laughs> It'd be fucking interesting. You might get straight up killed, depending uh, on the cult, Yeah, That's uh, true. Let's look at Jonestown. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. That's a bad job. That's a bad job. <laughs> but according to the cult watcher, the followers were required to do ritualistic prayers every 15 minutes from 6 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Whoa. And then they had to engage in private prayer after that. And wow. then... On the 13th day of each month, they would all gather at the apparition site. And Cam would start to talk to them at 3 p.m. 
on the dot when the apparitions appeared. So, oh my God. not only would he see them, but he'd also have a couple other people in the cult that would see them as well. I'm just shaking my head over His here, chosen few. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so far, he's got an inner circle. Yep. He's got people who are so fucking busy doing the thing he told them to do that they can't even think for a second about how it might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's doing such a good cult job. So, let's go back to Claire. Yes, Claire. So, they joined this cult in 1997. Remember, it gets disowned by the Catholics in 2002. Mm-hmm. And more shit starts to happen in like 2005. Oh shit, okay. So, they've been in there for a little while. A little while. Ooh. So, they left Melbourne and traveled 10 hours to the remote compound surrounded by barbed wire where the apparition site was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a camp. You're, you're driving into a camp on purpose. Yep. Ugh. So this is a quote from Claire. I was forced to go because I had no self-confidence, no self-esteem, and no tertiary education. We never shared a bank account for the 17 years we were married, so I had no access to money. Now, according to Claire, women in the cult worked very hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cam, little pebble. (laughs) Fuck you, little pebble. Little pebble, you asshole. (laughs) Uh, He made mothers make lunches, lavish lunches, according to Claire, Mm. and later dinners for all 180 people on the compound. So they're just cooking all the time for a shitload of people. All the time. She also had to balance the cooking duties with other required activities, such as mandatory gardening and weeding, (laughs) and participating in the lengthy masses. Hey, guys, when you're not doing all these masses, when you're not taking out all the time every 15 minutes to do the ritualistic shit I told you to do, I'm also going to need you to do a shitload of gardening and cooking. As well as taking care of your own children. Ah, okay. She had... How many kids does she have? Nine. Fuck! That's so many kids! That's so many kids! I just knew it was going to be a big fucking thing. (laughs) So, here's where we take a little turn. Oh, good. I'm going to start it with a quote from Claire, and then get into the details. Oh, good. (laughs) Here's Claire's quote. You know how David in the Bible had all those concubines? Claire! He resurrected that and made his own royal house of David. Thing is, he chose young and pretty women, whether they were married or not. I was on that list. I was never asked whether or not I wanted to be on that list. I was just put on it. I was told I was a princess without me actually saying yes to it and not even knowing what it entailed. Claire... Claire. So, so now he's just got a house where he can bring any ladies in that he wants. had... Oh, where did it go? I have the exact number of what he was trying to gather. Here it is. Whoa. We had a number? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Cam stated that the Virgin Mary told him 
that the girl, one of the girls he got arrested for assaulting, along with many others, uh, should be chosen as one of his 12 queens and 72 princesses. Oh my god, that's so Who would all become his wives. And that through this, he would spawn a new human race. And after the world would be cleansed and burnt by a ball of fire. Is that uh, correlational or causational? I mean, they are a doomsday cult. (laughs) So they're going to survive when the sun explodes, I guess. If we're talking about a nearby ball of fire. Right. Or the ball of fire could just be humanity throwing up rapidly (laughs) at everything he's done. (laughs) And it just... Everyone out by California is just screwed because of the wildfires, and that's when the big ball of fire comes. Right there, it is. Yep. Um. So he so he has to gather all these women yep. and have sex with all these women. Yep. So that they can survive and Noah create style. a new world. Great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Fabulous. Yep. I so, don't see any problem with this. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we're just gonna get right back here. Great. So in 2000, Claire discovered that Cam had allegedly been molesting and raping girls as young as four. Oh, no. <laughs> Little Pebble, why? Little Pebble, keep your pebble hands to yourself. Little, Little Pebble, put your pebbles away. Yuck. Oh, those poor girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... A quote from Claire, it suddenly all came together. It was like, holy shit, this is what he's doing. Here in Australia, the legal age for you to have sex is 16. The legal age of consent. I wondered why some of the girls were having babies when they were 17. So I thought he was just having sex with them when they turned 18 and having babies when they were 17. It was only much later (laughs) that I found out he was preparing... And molesting them from a much younger age. I'm a, I'm a little confused about what Claire thought was oh, happening just with the babies. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm actually going to cover that. Fabulous. I have a quote from him about that. Oh, good. So, um, drink up. I do not. Um, I don't have anything with me. I You need idiot. to fix that. So, this is a pause for you to go. Okay. Because it's going to. Hold on. And we're back. I got some wine. Yeah, because uh, you're going to need it. Oh. So let's travel back in time. So he was arrested in 2002, convicted in 2005. But let's uh, let's go back to 1991. Okay. I don't want to. Actually, let's go back to 1988. I really don't want to. Oh, it's happening. So okay. he had his first mystical marriage in 1998 that he didn't tell anybody in the church about. Okay. In his order. He married a teenager in Poland. What? Yeah. In Poland. So she's in Poland and he's in Australia and he's like, we're married now. Yeah. It's mystical. It's mystical. (laughs) (laughs) So let's one, two, skip a few. Oh, no. Hey, look, it's 1991. He, and I, 
I literally wrote in my notes, because I think I was just kind of getting grossed out. I said he stooped a 19-year-old <laughs> in my notes. Um, he stooped. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a new verb. He stooped a 19-year-old <laughs> named Bettina. Oh, my God. And had a mystical marriage. Whoa. <laughs> I just threw a blow in my mouth. Yeah. Oh. Um, that's understandable. Mystical marriage to her through the orders of Jesus and Mary. They told him to do it. Oh, both of them were there? Yeah. Just being like, yeah, yeah. you go. Here's, a, here's another fun fact. No, I don't want any fun facts. Cam was already married. Like, legit married. Oh, oh no. Where is this woman? To a woman named Anne. Oh. That he had four kids with. Anne. So this was, in the eyes of Catholicism, adultery. Oh no. Big old, massive, Catholic no-no. Yeah. Adultery. Oh my god. Now, he told his inner circle that he'd done this mystical marriage. And they were all like, okay, cool. It sounds mystical. Yeah. We but like he it. didn't tell his wife. Because Jesus and Mary had told him his actual wife would be going to heaven. And that he needed to marry Bettina. Like, you did your duty with Anne. Well. She's fine. Now you gotta go fuck everybody else. She didn't die. Oh, no. So his prophecy there was a little off. Here's the thing. I thought you were just going to say, Jesus and Mary were like, not nah, cool, dude, because of uh, course that's what he would think. But no, no, very specific. Apparently they were like, she going to die. Yeah, she's going to heaven. I would have waited maybe until she did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, instead of going to heaven, I mean, maybe she did a little bit because she divorced him. Oh, good. She got out of that hell anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe in a way, that was her going to heaven. I like to look at it that way. That yeah. sounds nice. And Good then job, he, Anne. uh, he had two kids with Bettina. Bettina. Yep. And our cult watcher, our friendly neighborhood cult watcher, <laughs> had voiced concerns while cult watching that, and this is my phrasing, not his. Sure. That's too bad. Or hers. No, his. I think his. Wally. Yeah, his. Wally. Wally. Wow. Wally. Wally. <laughs> um, so, Wally had been concerned that this shit was about to implode. Oh, shit. Because, I mean, he was getting prophecies wrong. Oh, sure. Demonstrably. Yeah. Yeah. So, when people start to doubt the leader, shit tends to hit the fan pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in 2002, Cam was arrested. Oh, good. And uh, if I had to guess, that would be the thing that spurned the Catholic Church on, like, hey, we need to publicly denounce this guy. Yeah. Because uh, he's tied us up in this pretty well. Great. So, 2002... Cam was arrested for sexually abusing two 15-year-old girls. I'm wondering who made the arrest happen. Was it Wally? I don't know. Because, like, if you're in a cult, hard to be like, 
I don't think you should be doing that. <laughs> I think I might need to call the police like that. That's not a thing people in yeah. cults do. Yeah. If they did, I'm proud of them. But remember, Claire discovered he was molesting people in 2000. Oh, yeah. Oh, Claire. So he's arrested in 2002, and a judge sentenced him to 10 years in prison in 2005. Although, oh, no, I don't to like- this day, he says God and the Virgin Mary told him to molest his victims. I... I just keep when I keep thinking of like his entire life, and then God and the, Jesus and the Virgin Mary are just chilling there like fucking force ghosts, like right behind him, being Do like, it. "You go, bud. Yeah, Do it. Do it. It's fine. It's fine. They're all gonna go to heaven anyway. It's fine. <laughs> just keep fucking. It's great. So, how many mystical wives do you think he had by two thousand five? Well, he was. Trying to do 12 plus 72, right? 84. Ding, ding, ding. He had 84 mystical wives when he went to jail. He did it? He did it. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. Was that everybody? How many people were in this cult? Uh, At least 180. So So that's everybody. All the females. All the females. Holy shit. Mm hmm, because he didn't care if they were married or not. Right. Even Claire was one it of them. It was mystical marriage. Oh my God. Yeah. So, October 14th, 2005, he was sentenced to five years in prison with a non parole period of three and a half years for a string of sexual attacks, attacks including aggravated sexual assault on a 15 year old girl. This was not mm. his first charge. Mm. He got tried again. And was found guilty again in May of 2007 for oh, aggravated sexual assault and aggravated indecent assault with another 15-year-old so is girl. So he already, he's already in jail at this point and they just keep finding more yeah. shit to throw at him? Yeah. Oh. He was resentenced to a total of 15 years imprisonment. That is not <laughs> fucking enough. A non-parole period of 11 years. That is super not enough. You're going to want to take a drink. Okay, one minute. Uh-huh. He was released in November of 2014 uh-huh. on parole. Uh-huh. No! Damn it, little pebble. Is he out there doing this again? Does he, is I mean, the website? court has ordered that he not be anywhere near people under 18. Okay, but who cares what the court and says? And he married again. He has a third wife. Who is that? Is he, like, legally married? Bettina or yeah. whatever? Oh, my Anna. Oh, my God. So. I can't imagine I, he cares what the court thinks. No, He's got fucking not. Jesus and Mary yeah, behind Jesus him. and Mary on his side. What's that? With God whispering in his ear. Hey, you yeah. should kiss him. Just kiss him a little. It's been a long time, little yeah. pebble. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah. Uh, I may or may not have looked at some excerpts from court transcripts. Why do you do that to yourself? Because I'm a curious person. (laughs) So, transcript from the trial. Do you ever think about making us making love? Do you ever desire it? He said. He then told the girl a few months later that she could sleep with him because, open quote, 
Heaven had already said yes to me. End quote. Mm. Even though she was still below the legal age of consent. Mm. Open quote. So we can make love any time, but you cannot fall pregnant yet. You just can't? I know how to make love to you without you falling pregnant. Does he, like, pull out, or... <laughs> that is something I did not Google. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. I like to think that he probably just thinks that he's like, I didn't do it. I know she's not pregnant. I just didn't do it this time. Whatever it is I gotta do, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So, there's also in the transcript a reply from Mary herself. Oh, I mean, you know, through him. Oh. Okay. You have permission for an intimate union with your husband at any time, but remember, be discreet. So Mary's just chilling over here like, hey, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but just be real quiet about it. Just keep it on the DL. Hey, um, adults should never tell kids to lie uh, for any reason, and I feel like force ghosts shouldn't either. Let's just, let's yeah. extend that to all non-corporeal beings that you can't see. <laughs> yeah. So when, let's go back to Claire here for a sec. <laughs> I forgot about Claire for a minute. Hi, Claire. Yeah, hi, Claire. Okay, so let's go back to Claire. When he got arrested in 2002, mm-hmm. Claire begged her husband to leave the cult, but he said no. Great. So she didn't have the money to move out. So she's kind of mentally checked out and put up a good front. But eventually, she stopped attending mass mm. and started to take her children to a church outside of the compound. Oh. I can't imagine they like that. No. But that marriage, that marriage, though, it was still a thing. And that marriage had gone further downhill than it was already. Mm. Because he had developed an online gambling addiction. Oh, good. What he needed was more vices. He lost $250,000 over the course of a few years. How did he even have that? Holy shit. That's more money than I've even thought about. Yeah. (laughs) If someone handed me a check for $250,000, I don't know what I would do with it. I literally don't even know if a bank would take that. (laughs) Yeah. But I certainly wouldn't gamble it away. Holy yeah. shit. So she didn't need, she didn't have money to move. But mm-hmm. the universe, maybe, maybe Mother Mary was just like, hey, 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 girl, I got you. Um, sure. So she started looking for rentals. But when her husband figured that out, he just started tearing the real estate section out of the newspaper for her. And throwing it away. Oh, okay. I was like, no, not like handing it to her. Just that'd be hilarious. Destroying it. Oh, great. That's the most passive yeah. aggressive thing I've ever heard in my life. And then he tried to tell her that the paper wasn't printing real estate sections anymore. Oh my god. Hey, honey, you're a woman, so you're dumb, right? Mm-hmm. So I can tell you whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So one day, her husband's at work, and she's at home. Because, you know, women. 
<laughs> women be at home in. Women be in at home in. <laughs> uh, sheriff served eviction papers, which they apparently did to a couple of those people with houses within the compound. Because oh, he was at, he was in jail. Cam was in jail. Oh, yeah. Going through his sentencing. They were more than likely seizing properties in order to pay for bills. So anybody okay, yeah, living shit. on those properties Gotta has go. got to go. Oh, shit. Especially if they, for some reason, were making rent payments. If her husband lost $250,000, they're not making payments on anything. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. So she got evicted, and... The quote from her is, we got evicted by the sheriff, which sounds, which sounds traumatic, but it wasn't. My kids and I were so happy because I'd been looking for an opportunity and I didn't know how long it was going to, pre- how it was going to present itself. You can talk to the sheriff today and he'll still remember me because when he handed me the papers and said, you're getting evicted, I said, my God, thank you. My kids and I wanted to move out of here for so long. Just tell me what I have to do. Dang. Oh, so Claire. they moved out into a rental home outside of the compound and a woman from the church actually helped them because she knew they'd been through a lot. Oh, dang. Yeah. So started her new life, divorced her husband and then remarried and then started her anti-cult advocacy. Yes. And that's the cool thing about yeah. Claire Ashman. She is... Working her ass off. With her nine children. With her nine goddamned children. Although I think she only had eight while she was in the cult, so she might have had one with the new husband. husband. Sure, yeah. I saw a little bit of some of her TED Talks. She's done several. They're Mm -hmm. like the little mini TEDx ones. Um, And she's been on like morning show looking interviews as well in Australia talking about how many people in Australia alone are still in cults, how many active cults there are. I think the number was 3,000 just in Australia. Sounds about right. Holy shit. Yeah. Cults are are out there. Mm -hmm. Cults are prominent. Her website is claireashman.com. And that's Claire with an E at the end. So it's C-L-A-I-R-E-A-S-H-M-A-N.com. And I'm just going to put this out there. Her picture with her little quote is declaring cults gone for my life with Claire spelled C-L-A-I-R. How the fuck did I not notice that when I was looking at the website? It is the first thing I noticed. Okay, I love that. It's a little It's (laughs) amazing. It's fine. It's amazing. It's so punny. Yes. What a good lady. Um, and she does a good job in those talks. Yeah. She is working her ass off uh, to make sure other people don't have to live the way she did for all, like Almost 38 years like of her life. She spent more time in a cult than she hasn't. We picked her because we were like, what the fuck? How can someone be in two cults? Two cults. Well, that's how someone can be in two cults. Yeah, dude. Um, she says this herself. I think like you don't ever just join a cult. You, you... Sometimes they're born into a cult. You sometimes are coerced into a cult or forced into it due to your familial relations with people like her with her marriage. Or like you're just so desperate 
and you have nowhere else to go, and it's the only thing offering you any help or support, that you just, one day you wake up and you're in a goddamn cult. <laughs> you might hear some snorts and sniffs. That's Noelle having Noelle a good time. Noelle wants to be on the podcast now. Hey, Noelle, would you like to... Noelle, can you say something? What do you think about cults, Noelle? Noelle. <laughs> I got nothing. I got Noelle. nothing, people's... Noelle, speak. We'll work on that. <laughs> so, yeah, that is uh our two cults art <laughs> two cults and nine babies <laughs> two cults and nine babies <laughs> and one woman so yeah holy shit yeah um good job claire ashman so yeah thank you for joining us for our 14th episode yeah um our next one is gonna be a little heavy but probably really cool if we go with our original plan um but so we'll- hey guys I don't remember what the original plan was. Oh, I like this. Uh-oh. We're going to see how long we can do this for. Uh-oh. I'll give you a hint. It was your idea. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm not going to tell Emily what the plan was. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, that one's going to be a deviation a little bit from what we do. But I think it'll be worth it. It won't be in the way that our last one was. <laughs> We're just no, gonna it won't be subtly... No, It'll be no. a different kind of heavy. Right. Um, so, yeah, look look out for that. We'll do our best to make it as entertaining as we can while keeping you fucking informed of some crazy-ass shit that's out there. Yeah. So, yeah. And at some point, we might actually talk about the goings-on locally. Because if anyone's turned on the news and has seen any coverage of the Kenthammer murder trial... Ooh, Yeah. That's like 10 minutes away from us. Right. Yeah. And it just happened. Um, yeah. What's his first name? Todd. Todd Kendhammer. Yes. I worked just with some convicted. people who went to school with him. Fuck. Yeah. If you're um, into true crime, you may have heard of it. We yeah. recommend looking into it. It is batshit insane. It is. Everyone has theories. I have my own. Ooh, I want to hear your theories. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Okay, goodbye. Bye. This has been a Daily Gravy production. Thanks for listening. We've all been there. You wake up every day for 25 years, go slave away for some company, carefully saving up and being responsible so you could buy an RV at 65 and go camping in Wyoming with your spouse and three dogs. Well, I'm Mortimer Langford, and I hate dogs. So join me every other Thursday as I try to come up with that next multi-million dollar pitch, thereby allowing me to cheat the system. Pitching and moaning, only on the Daily Gravy Network. And remember, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if I steal that man's fish, I'm keeping the royalties.